Welcome to episode 75 of the Pushing Robber podcast. This is your host with the most something, Adam Piggott, coming you from you from cold and sunny Holland. Um, episode 75, it's getting on, isn't it? Ch- chuffing right along we are. Rolling down the rolling down the highway. Having a great old time. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the first episode of the Grizzly Poll last week with the great one. It was a lot of fun to record, had a good time. It's nice to be able to bounce off somebody um, or just at least, at least talk at someone, uh, not, lock, not let them get a word in edgeways, which is what I basically did to the great one um, because that's, a kind of, that's how I roll. Um, you know, I love with the sound of my own voice. You can probably tell that from my articles that I write. Um, but back now, we'll be doing the, we'll be doing the greasy poll once every four weeks, uh, coming in at around the middle, the second week of every month. And in the other three weeks, I'll be doing a normal pushing rubber podcast. Um, I do have to say uh, a bit of a warning to all of my loyal listeners that I've actually gone out and got myself a job. Yes, I know it's horror of horrors and it's been a while. But um, it was needed uh, while while book sales are continuous and nice, uh, they're not enough to live off in any way, shape or form. And I'm not one to go internet begging. So I've had to go get a job. Uh, this will, We'll just have to see what sort of impact this has. Um, I've been writing and podcasting, doing my books, doing my articles, doing my thing for two years now, two years without... Uh, proper gainful employment, but the time has come when I do need to go out. And uh, this, this, uh, I gave it two years. I gave it two years on the blog and the books um, to see if it could be built up. And I have built it up a lot. Um, I'm getting an average of two thousand um, views a day on the blog now, which is which is great. Um, and. I appreciate all of that, but it's not paying the bills. So I did consider putting up a Patreon fund, uh, but it's it just doesn't really sit well with me, to be honest. It doesn't sit well at all. I mean, I might maybe I'd be pleasantly surprised, and I'd stick up a Patreon fund, and and you beauty, I'd get I'd get two hundred subscribers, throwing me, you know, ten bucks a week. 10 bucks a month each or something like that. Um, and it'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's enough to pay the bills. Not enough to save any money, but it's enough to pay the bills. All right, I can I can just keep on doing what I'm doing and keep building it up. But the real chances are that I wouldn't be pleasantly surprised like that. Um, so I know I've gone out and got a job. It's also good that I've gone out and got a job because it's important for my integration into Dutch society to become a honorary duchy uh, i can never be a duchy of course i am an australian but uh, and there's no such thing as a dutch australian oh there is an australia because <laughs> that's a multicultural society um uh, you can be a, a uh, anything you want slash australian uh you can be a korean australian you can be a chinese australian you can be american australian you can be a goat fucker australian or whatever you want but um because in Australia we live in imaginary, make-believe land, um, but here in Holland, um, you, you know, you're you're either Dutch or you're just a foreigner, and I'm just a foreigner. Though I'm married to a Dutchie, so you know, I, I my, my Dutch language 
isn't coming on as well, anywhere close to as well as my Italian did when I lived in Italy. And that's because I'm not out there mixing it up with Dutchies on a regular daily basis, which is what I need to do to be able to smash this language. So, job. Best way to do it. Um, what am I doing? Not telling. What are you mad? Am I going to be updating my LinkedIn profile? No way. Are you mad? Um, so I'll be starting that tomorrow. Bright and early. Really bright and early, actually. Um, and I'm looking forward to it in a lot of ways. But I I don't know how well the blog is going to go. If you look at my blog and you scroll down on the side to the months and you can see in brackets the number of articles, I'm averaging probably around... 28 articles, maybe 30 articles a month from February 2016. And February 2016 is when I chucked the job and thought, okay, I'll give this a run and see how it goes. You'll see before that the blogging was very sporadic um, because the job takes up a lot of time and energy. So I'm going to be doing this, continue doing this on the side. We'll see if I can keep up the same output. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to do my best, but it only takes me an average of around 40 minutes to write an article, as in physically tap the words out and then go back and edit it and check for errors and that sort of stuff and then put it up. But the actual process of getting to the point where I have my ducks in a row and I'm able to, and I've come up with a topic, a fresh topic every day and I've come up with a spin on it that I want to put out there uh, and I've got the clarity of mind and the freshness of mind to be able to do that um, is probably the whole bloody day. Um, I need to read read around a lot, see what everyone else is saying, pick up on bits here and there. Sometimes I get really lucky. Sometimes I just sit down and there's a, I've got, I've got a note there, bang, it's out, it's done. It's been percolating for a while. But it's also the time for the ideas to percolate um while i'm doing other things i don't know how the jobs job's going to affect that um so if it was just a case of oh i only need 40 minutes to be able to write an article well then that'd be fine but it's not the truth is that it's it's a lot longer than that with all the background work to get to the point where i'm ready to put words down because i already have sorted the words out in my head before they go on the screen so will my output be the same? Not sure. Um, would I like it to be the same? Yes. I didn't spend two years on this to chuck it. So, you know, he's hoping he's hoping that I'm able to um, to put up, you know. If you've if, look, if you're if you're regular readers and listeners and you're like, oh Adam, Adam might be able to do something with this topic, I've seen this this bit of information. Please just flick it through to me on an email. You can find my email there on the contacts on the blog. Um, please feel f free to flick stuff through. Um, if you're just flicking stuff through, um, I won't reply because that will take me more time and it will kind of defeat the process. Um, but if you can flick stuff th through that, that you think, hey, you know, this might be good. What, what would be Adam's take on this? Um, then, then please do so. That'd be great. So that's the that's the big news. It's been actually, it's been actually about a. Oh, I decided to take a, grab a job. What's the date today? Twenty first, about three weeks ago, <laughs> and 
and it's actually gone pretty fast. So I was quite um, I was quite happy about that. I was worried about being out of the workforce for uh, the official workforce for a couple of years that that would have hindered me, but no, it hasn't. So um, the resume stood up and um, had a few meetings here and there and was able to select a job uh, I could choose. So that was great. Um, so, all right, that's my big news. Let's move on right along um, and talk about stuff. I think the Winter Olympics, I haven't been watching it apart from um, at the gym. They have the, the televisions up. And, oh, I've changed gym. I've changed gym as well. Found a great gym. I mean, the gym I've been going to for the last six months here in, uh, in, a, in a town I live is just fucking shit. It's, it's really bad. It's got one squat rack. And you know, people you do barbell curls inside it, or stretching it, or you know, or, or, or pelvic thrusts, or something horrible like that. Um, no deadlift platforms or or anything like that. Just, I mean, to to do deadlifts, you have to move benches out of the way to give yourself a bit of space. Just, just been really annoying. Um, and I found a gym. Uh, it's on the way, strategically located on the way. It's about a half hour drive to work. And the gym's on the way home in a roundabout sort of way, so I can hit it on the way home, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's a it's a powerlifting gym, and I went down there last week to check it out. Uh, and I, I threw my gym bag in the car. Um, it was an off day. I think it was a, it was Tuesday that I went down, so I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I drove down like nine o'clock in the morning to have a look at it. Found it online. Um, by doing a search in the general area and walked in and it was, I think they've got six squat racks, um, four or five bench, Olympic bench presses. So you've got the, so you've got the, the su- supports on the side to be able to catch you so you don't need a spotter. They got an Olympic lift platform, deadlift platforms, um, this big, lovely warehouse. Uh, and I walked in and they had a copy of Starting Strength book sitting there on their counter and I was just like, yes. All right, fucking yay, fucking yay, and really nice guys, um, which is really cool. And so I got chatting to them, and we were talking. And I was—I've been a little bit worried, or a little bit concerned about my form on the squat, the low bar squat. It's just been annoying me because uh, I've been getting the the wobbly knee on the left side. So I had my bag, and I said, "Look, can you guys just, you know, do you mind?" Because I was quiet. It was, it was nine o'clock in the morning, and yeah, grabbed my bag, got changed, and. Spent about 25 minutes with the guys, half an hour the guys there, and uh, they took me through. I was worried about the squat and deadlifts, and uh, just did a couple of tweaks on my form, um, which which have been good on the squat, but great on the deadlift. I just had my feet placed wrong on the deadlift. Um, so that really fixed it. So I've, I've popped out a few... Um, PRs this week, which has been really nice. So it's coming along well. So yeah, new job, new gym. Um, told the gym that I go to this morning. Did my last workout there this morning. It's very funny. I was just like, uh, came this, went down to the reception and the guys are there. I'm like, hey man. I'm like, yeah. He got my card and I said, yeah, because um, my my I took a year membership and it expires in July, but whatever. So I said, can you just mark this that in July it doesn't it doesn't um, uh, just 
renew itself automatically. And he goes, oh, yeah, if you could just send us an email like that at such and such and such dot such and such and such. I'm like, dude, I'm literally, I didn't say this, but I'm just like, dude, I'm standing in front of you and you have it up on the screen, but you want me to send an email. So I said, I didn't say any of this. I was just like, uh, I just repeated myself. I was just like, well, all you have to do there on your screen, if you can just, if you can just make the note that, that continue paying as per the contract up until July when I don't want the subscription to be renewed. It's not that hard. And by the way, that this wasn't like a little secretary ditsy-witsy. This was the gym owner, um, who's a bit of a doofus, I must say. Um, and um, so, oh, okay. Oh, you don't want to send an email? No, I don't want to send an email. I don't, I don't want to be bothered. It's been a bother enough to come up here and talk to you. So I've done my bothering bit. Now it's 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 your it's your problem, not mine. Fucking customer service, I tell you. So yeah, new job, new gym. There we go. Um, I have to get a new bottle of scotch, I suppose. Yeah, to make it a threesome or something. Anyway, I was talking about the Winter Olympics. They've had it up on the screens. Uh, of course, oh, fascinating stuff. I I had my money on the on the skaters. There was a French couple. A uh, white guy and a black woman, uh, and I I felt sure that they were going to win the whole thing just because the mixed race thing is so politically correct now. I mean, every advertisement you see on television, you know, there's the 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 white the white mother and the black father, and then they got these sort of Asian kids. It's it's fucking weird. I don't know how that works out. Uh, it's like people don't have sex. And I was just like, how do they think dogs are created? I don't know. And uh, um, so I felt sure that the, the, I think it was the pairs dancing, skating, something or other, because there was another French couple that was involved with their nipple showing and they lost points. Lost points from the judges. Look, I'm of the opinion any sport that requires judges' scores isn't really a sport. Sport, uh, did you smash the other team into the ground and you got more goals than them? That's a sport. Uh, sports, uh, did you cross the finish line before everyone else? That's a sport. Uh, did you fly the, through the air and do twisty, twisty, turny things and then the judges gave you a score out of 10? That's not a sport. It's just because it's, it's, it's subjective, isn't it? Completely subjective. It's just... How is that? How is this sport? So I'm sorry, your figure skating—it's not a sport. Any any of your figure skating shit's not a sport. Your your snowboard antics and your and your ski aerial shit—they're not sports. Yeah, they look amazing. They look absolutely fantastic. They're not sports, man. They're not. If you if you're gonna put points up, it's not a sport. If a judge is gonna rule diving, I don't think they have that in the Winter Olympics. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. <coughs> a frozen pool. <laughs> And I'd like to see synchronized swimming in uh, Winter Olympics. Um, but yeah, anything with anything that's 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 got judges ticking numbers up is uh, is not a sport. A sport that doesn't have judges sticking numbers up, but instead has the skill and athleticism athleticism of the participants, of course, is my favourite sport in the world: curling. And the curling world was rocked, <laughs> rocked this week with a charge of uh, a Russian athlete, of course, 
um, being charged with a doping offence as a curler. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 and I like this is like, oh, it means the Russians won't be able to march behind their flag at the closing ceremony. It's a, I suppose next, if chess was an Olympic sport, they'd be drug testing, wouldn't they? Oh, oh, oh he's been taking such a such that improves his athletic ability. <laughs> be able to reach his hand out and move that pawn. Oh, did you see the way he moves that uh, rook there? Uh, that's very, uh, to me, to me, we really, really have to get the drug testers in right now and stop this game because um the way he moves that that uh, bishop to knight seven is is just symptomatic of uh, anabolic steroids so yeah there was a, a russian curler who's been charged with doping uh, what are you what are you gonna because because you know curling is such an it's such a strain on the body i think i saw the english teams have got a bunch of housewives and i think one of them smokes a cigarette while she's skating down the ice and using her broom to brush the ice uh, in front of the rather large curl. Is that what it is? Is that what they call the thing? I don't know. I don't know. Even though it's my favourite sport in the world. <laughs> Tell you something else. I was in a, when I was when we were back in Melbourne uh, last summer. Summer of so well, you know, uh, would have been summer. Oh, I can't remember what it was. A year or so ago, some of that. A year and a half ago. Um, we went lawn did lawn bowling because there's a there's a bowls club that has this in inner city Melbourne, just near Albert Park there where the Formula One race course is. That has had to, anyway, mate, mate, friends, a couple of that we knew said to us, "Oh, they've got this thing, you know, you only pay this much, and you know, it's blah blah blah, and you get to bowl for an hour, and they'll give you a few lessons." I was just like, "Ah, oh, cool, let's go down." Went down with a wife, so four of us there. And the guy says, and it's the, you know, the lawn bowls. You've got the black, big black ball there and you, and you go down and you've got to get it close to the little white ball and stuff like that. So he said, he explained to us how it works. Like you hold it because there's, there's the, the black ball's got like a, on the black ball is on each side. There's two circles and one's a bit bigger than the other and you do it in a certain way. It'll roll to the left or roll to the right, 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 right. And uh, I've never done it before. But I am a, I'm a bowler in cricket. So, you know, you do have that that spatial awareness to be able to work out, okay, if I give this a certain amount of oomph. And I did it the first few goes, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can see where this goes. And we played for an hour or so, and uh, I had a lot of fun. It was great. We were drinking beer while it was going on, and it was a sunny day, and we were outside, and there were lots of people around. It was really popular. It was just like average age was probably about 25, and a lot of hotties. Oh, oh, whew. Just having trouble concentrating. Um, anyway, we finish up, and the guy who'd, um, who's, you know, part of the, the lawn bowling thing, and he wasn't an old guy, he was probably about my age, comes up to me and he's just like, um, just want to say that uh, you're really good. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I'm not shitting me, you. Did you want to really, want to consider joining the club on a competitive basis? We'd be really happy to have you, and we'll, we'll waive the fees and rah, 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 because what you're doing out there is amazing. And I was just like, oh, you're shitting me. Tell me you're shitting me. That I'm that I'm a potential lawn bowls champion. He goes, Oh no, man, that was really impressive. In fact, and, and then I looked around. There's all these older guys watching, like nodding their heads, and they're they're in about twenty or thirty meters away. And it was obvious that they'd all been looking at my form for the last hour. Who would have thought it? Hey, maybe I, maybe I could represent Australia in future Olympics. 
Lawn bowls. Or curling for that matter. I mean, if I can do the lawn bowls, that means I could do the curling as well. I could compete against English housewives. Ah, just the, the world is not enough. Just no limits, boys and girls. No limits. No limits at all. So anyway, Russian curl I got done for drugs. Apparently took the same drug that uh, Maria Sharapova um, got done for, um, which is only recently, I think it was a 2015 or 2016, it was banned substance because, you know, yeah, who knows what it fucking does. Just find the whole thing ridiculous. I reckon everyone should just be allowed, I think you should just have the, the like do it like the lifting guys do because there's, there's two powerlifting um um organizations in the world and one is drug drug free so you do get drug tested and the other is no drug testers at all turn up whatever you lift you lift um and i like that a lot i really like that a lot because the problem the thing with the thing with the drugs is a lot of these drugs i'm not a drugs fan i mean i very rarely go to the doctor some of my long-term listeners will remember about a year ago when i had to get some Nasty parasites flushed out of my system that I picked up in Africa almost 20 years ago uh, and took these heinous atomic bomb drugs that just blew me to pieces for five days. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of drugs. I, I just don't do them. And, and I used to, to, when I was a teenager, I was an amateur cyclist, um, road cyclist, and I was really good. Um, but I just backed away from the sport because it was just you you had to you had to take lots of drugs it was it was, you just didn't have a choice everyone else was taking them if you didn't take them you couldn't get up to their level um so you were no, no team would be no team would be interested in you that was that was a, that was the, the 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 brazen reality of early 90s late 80s early 90s cycling uh, it was absolutely drug riddled, and so I didn't didn't participate in the sport because I just don't want to put that shit in my body. But I've got nothing against other people putting that shit in their body. I, I really, I really, I'm, you know, it's your body. You do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. Just live with the consequences of your actions. That's you know, it's your choice. Um. So I love this idea of like this two. They should have two Tour de France's. They should have two. And Giro d'Italia with the cycling, they should have two. You got the the drug testing one. All the clean athletes can go there, and then we've got the we've got the dope to the high heavens one, and they could run like they could run like consecutive. They'd be on the same day. So it's like okay, this is the pack of the clean athletes, and this is the pack of the ones that we don't know what they're fucking taking, man. They could be drunk for all we care. I want to just do that. The, the powerlifting guys have it have it absolutely nailed down in that regard. Absolutely nailed down. Two organisations, two associations, one drug free, one we don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we don't want to know. Sounds brilliant, and that means because it gives the it doesn't just give athletes a firm choice. It gives spectators a firm choice too. Who do you want to root for? You know, let's let's compare them. Let's see. It'd be interesting too. Lol. Let's let's put the clean ones here. We have got the drugged up ones here. Say Tour de France, and they both run on the same day. So let's like let's say they they run the they get the juiced up ones to start first, and then an hour later the the non juiced ones follow them. You can check the times out. You know that'd be really interesting. Why don't they just why don't they just open it up? Same with the Olympics. 
So, well, who gives a fuck about the Olympics? I mean, oh, the Olympics. Oh, the Olympics. Does anyone watch the Olympics anymore? It's, uh, it's the only, the only, um, the only thing that I wished I'd seen so far in those Olympics was the, the Czech girl who was the snowboarder who decided at the last minute just to enter the, the Super G ski race. Like, oh, I'll have a shot. <laughs> I didn't think that was allowed. I thought you had to like qualify and rah, rah, rah. Apparently it was like, I'll have a shot. Come on, borrow your skis. But wins it. Mate, that, that is, a, do you know what that was? That was, and it's so much, so much interest in that. Why? Because that right there is the original spirit of the Olympics. Rock up and give it a go. I just love that. And so I searched online, I searched on YouTube, I searched on the search engines for for um, footage of that. And of course, it's all locked down. There's, there's nothing, they're not showing anything. You can't get it. It's like, oh, you're in the wrong country for this. Can't fucking see it, man. It's just like, oh, I don't want to watch the stupid Olympics then. You know, that's the only thing I wanted to see and now I can't possibly see it. So, well, whatever. I mean... And we've got, I wrote the bit the other day too, we've got the uh, the US team went in proclaiming their most diverse team ever. You know, they, they stuck as many, you know, darkies in as they could. They stuck as many homos in as they could. Um, and they're sitting sixth at the table right now, being beaten by Norway, uh, Canada, Finland, uh, the Netherlands, um, and Azerbaijan probably for all I know. Well, who gives a fuck? Sucked in America. You deserve it. So that's the, um, the Olympics. Um, other big news this week. Are th- oh, oh, this is uh, this is big, big news. Uh, really big news. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is taking a year, a year off acting to fix America. <laughs> in quotes, <laughs> you just can't make this shit up, can you? Jennifer Lawrence, I'm taking a year off of acting to fix America. Um, I'm going to take the next year off, uh, Lawrence outlined. I'm going to be working with this organization as part of a uh, represent US, trying to get young people engaged politically on a local level. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, of course, who is renowned uh, in the show business for requiring seven inches of foundation on her face to hide the dreadful pitting from her teenage acne. How this woman is a fucking movie star is beyond me. All of our problems, all of your problems in America are solved now because Jennifer Lawrence uh, is going to take a one-year hiatus to fix America's blood. I mean, Trump must just be like throwing up his hands and going, hallelujah, thank God, it's all going to work now. It's all happening now. We've got Jennifer Lawrence. It's okay. It doesn't have anything to do with partisan politics, uh, Lawrence said. It's just anti-corruption and stuff trying to pass state-by-state laws that can help prevent corruption, fix our democracy. Uh, Yeah, these are the people who were upset that Trump won and they're now uh, the resistance, apparently, because that's what democracy is. If your side wins, it's great. If if your side loses, then smash up the place. Um, I, 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 I... This is so... So, so met so far you could go uh, with this. Um, to me, this says that um, that um, 
uh, Jennifer Lawrence really hasn't. Well, they, they've obviously run out of uh, CGI um, um, cartoon movies for her to star in or something because because she's probably upset because she didn't get the lead role in the Black Panther film for unknown reasons. Um, oh, I, I just what do you what do you say to general to Jennifer Lawrence taking a year off acting to fix America? Um, <laughs> uh, oh dear. Uh, maybe she can get Matt Damon in to help her. <laughs> what are Stone and Parker going to do with this? Oh, I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence taking a year off to fix America. So it's February the 21st, and Jennifer Lawrence is taking a year off to um, fix America. Everyone, mark your calendars for uh, February the 20th in 2019, and we'll see just how well uh, Miss Lawrence has done. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, I mean... I, I, I don't watch... Well, I don't watch any fucking movies. Let's be let's be honest. Um, I'm definitely not. So I don't really. I think I saw a movie she was in. It was like a '70s movie. Let's have a look at her filmography here. Um, American Hustle. I watched American Hustle. I liked that movie. I thought that was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, but what what has she been in? X Men. Uh, the Hunger Games, The Hunger Games, X Men, X Men, Red Sparrow, um, The Hunger Games, <laughs> X Men, <laughs> The Hunger Games. Um, yeah. So obviously they've run out of X Men movies and Hunger Games movies. So which I've never seen. Look, I can tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, your faithful and humble host of this podcast has never watched a superhero movie. I've seen none of the Batman films. I've seen none of the Superman films. I've seen none of the Spider-Man films. Uh, I've heard that in the first one, the girl who was acting in it, and there was a scene with a wet T-shirt, apparently. that was I did look that up on YouTube, I have to admit. And yes, that was a very good scene. X-Men films, I don't know what they are. Wolverine, never seen them. Um, uh, Iron Man, whatever. Um, nah, nah, nah. League of Amazing, whatever. Nah, nah. Never, ever, ever seen a single one of these. Uh, well, of these films. Um, Hunger Games. Pff, no idea. No idea what they are. I just don't. Transformers. Never done it. Never done it. Nothing. You're getting is is the picture clear for you? I have never seen one of these films, even back in the day when I was the age to see them. And the reason is that, that I just I just don't get it, people, because you're you. I, I I read comic books as a kid. Every single one of these story arcs is exactly the same. These are completely one-dimensional storylines. One-dimensional, every single time. I just uh, have have you have you grown up or what? Obviously not. Obviously not. Especially the uh, the I mean, Big Bang Theory, which I enjoy, 
not the not the newest seasons, but original seasons I enjoy was a, a piss take of the kind of people who do watch this stuff. These are uh, adults who are locked in an infantile um, uh, immaturity. If, if you enjoy comic books and you enjoy and you enjoy these sort of these sort of uh, these sort of movies, and you're and you're a, and you're not a teen anymore. What the hell's going on? Really? What the hell's going on? Look, the last two days I've watched, or the last week I've watched two um, old television series starring Alec Guinness, BBC Productions. The BBC production of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, six episodes, one hour each one. And the BBC production of Smiley's People, which I actually only just finished watching last night. And... No explosions, no shoot 'em ups, no, no, no girls with their breasts tucked into really tight costumes doing uh, cartwheels through the sky while they, you know, kill all of the guys, the bad guys, and, you know, just take them down with effortless ease or whatever they do. None of that shit, just beautiful acting, wonderful writing, sensational direction. Great cinematography, uh, building up. I mean, it's the sort of the sort of stuff, the sort of um, program that you watch and you finish it, and you light a cigar and you pour a whiskey and you just contemplate the the episode that you've just seen. Adult, adult television, adult entertainment like the BBC used to do, just top top of the game. Um, I I can't the the character development. And it's a lot of it's not just the writers. The character development is based on the skill of the actors in this in this stuff. Just superb, superb at every level. And then you say you got to sit for two hours watching a CGI infested junk based on which is going to be full of um, full of diversity and, and all of the social programming that goes with it. And you get to pay good money. To go and, and I just I just find the whole thing abysmal. I, I can't believe I know I know that Vox Day is launching his comic book thing and and that's a and that's a business decision, and and I get that. But if if I found out that Vox Day actually reads comics, I, I just find that I just find that bizarre. I really really find it bizarre on on a on a on a whole lot of levels. Now I I've read comics I read comics in Italy. Um, and it was one of my principal methods to help me learn Italian. It was an excellent way. And they had a pretty good, cool comic there called Dylan Dog, which is a paranormal investigator. And it wasn't too bad, you know. The stories weren't too bad. I didn't mind it, but I was really learning it, using it for the Italian. But um, but to say that this is this is adult entertainment is just. It's just, it's for me, is is just out there where the trains don't run. I mean, and I, maybe this is really symptomatic of of where we are, where we're at. You know, I mean, when I was ten years old, I was reading, I was reading um, Robert Heinlein and stuff like that. You know, Isaac Asimov, even though he was a bit of a fucking weirdo. Um, comic books, God, and this is the other thing that I just don't get: Star Wars, Star Wars. Everyone going nuts over the 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 last Star Wars film rampant 
SJW infected that it, it apparently was. Um, I um, I nineteen seventy seven Star Wars was released. Our school took us along to see it, so I saw it on the big screen as a, a seven year old. Um, blown away seven-year-old i mean that's what you want to see and then empire strikes back came out when i was 10 and return of the jedi came out when i was 12 or 13 i mean like i was blessed to be that age when those films when those films came out um but they're children's films they really are they're children's films i mean they make no i mean it's from a science i mean it's, it's just fantasy it's pulp fantasy in space. It doesn't make any... None of it makes any sense in a technological... I mean, just just think about the first... I'll just give you one example. The first Star Wars film, the Millennium Falcon gets pulled in with a tractor beam. So any any small craft that gets within Kui of a Death Star, they're going to pull in with a tra- tractor beam and mobilise. But later at the end of the film, a swarm of even smaller fighters can come in around the Death Star and they... Not only can they not immobilize them with the same tractor beam that was used for the Millennium Falcon, which they pulled from a long distance away, but their laser guns that are defending the Death Star don't even have like an automatic radar equipped lock that they can just <laughs> go on, you're out of the sky. I mean, come on. I mean, just just dumb. It's just dumb shit. I was a ten year old and I went that one out. Didn't make any sense at all. In fact, that movie the Star Wars movie is fantastic up until the point where the Millennium Falcon leaves Tatooine. After that, it kind of goes to shit. The whole, the whole, the whole, the first, the first third of the movie or so on Tatooine and, and the, what they built up there, the filmmakers and the writers with, you know, that the world creation, that was cool. And I, I still think that holds up. I still think the first third of Star Wars holds up. Um, I really do. It's really, really atmospheric great writing the cantina scene is just uh, one of the i think one of the great movie scenes of all time the original one of course not the one that that um george lucas fiddled with later on but um and i had all the star wars figures yeah man i had a job i wish i still had those i had all of the the i had a cool little toy for that came out when empire strikes back came out and it was basically one of the turrets on hoth the rebel turrets that defended and yet it was in this plastic kind of base trench system and you could push a button and the turret would blow up uh, and it was fitted for the same size as the star wars figures i had that man I and mean, that must be probably a fortune that i got no idea where this shit is now no idea lost at all um i had all the shit i had god i had fucking everything um i never i never read any star wars novels though i, I didn't get into those it was just like the films were there the films were it um, great. Um, then the, they did the second films came out, and I, I went along and I saw the first one, The Phantom Menace, was that it? And well, I, I, the film was obviously the film was terrible, but the whole the whole thing was terrible too. Like the whole the whole idea, and I just realised, ah. Oh, Oh, I'm not. I'm not ten years old anymore. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's why this isn't. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not ten years old anymore. 
I'm, what was I, 28, 29? Okay, all right. So it's, it's kid stuff. I get that. That's fine. Um, and so I don't get this whole, I, I understand that SJWs, it was bought by Disney people. It was bought by Disney. I know I railed against the Mary Sue character, whatever she is. Um, and I haven't seen them. Um, but it's bought by Disney. They're not, are we growing up yet? Are we growing up yet? Apparently kids love them, whatever. Fucking they love them. Cool. That's uh, just, I, I don't get this holding on to Star Wars shit. I was never into Star Trek, by the way. I was never a Trekkie. I didn't. I haven't seen a single Star Trek movie. I've probably seen one or two episodes. I don't. I don't even think I've sat through a whole Star Trek episode in, in its entirety uh, of the television series, just because I just just got bored. Uh, I tell you what, I did like Blake Seven. The, those of you who remember Blake Seven, that was dark. I mean, I was only ten years old. I knew that was dark. That was dark shit. And the the Tom Baker Doctor Who. Tom Baker Doctor Who. That was cool. That was cool. That was the BBC, wasn't it? Was Blake Seven BBC? I could look it up now, but I can't be bothered. Um That um That was good too. The other thing that I've been um I've been watching lately, I know you're all riveted with my television shows that I'm watching, but um uh, new new tricks. I think I, I picked up the first series on DVD, so I got to watch the pilot episode as well. I'm a bit of a New Tricks fan. I think that's probably one of the last series that the BBC did that really had great writing, great acting, uh, great character development that wasn't infected by SJW fucktard progressive shit. Um, the, the last few seasons, of course, <clears throat> where they lost the original cast, it all went to poo, and it didn't even last. But uh, the BBC used to be great with this sort of stuff. Just really, 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 really top notch. And I really recommend, you know, go go back, um, Smiley's People and Tinker Tailor Spy, the, um, the full BBC versions are on YouTube in their entirety. That's where I watch them. Um, so go, go and have go watch these things, man. Even order them. Get the DVDs. I think I'm gonna. I mean, I've seen them, but I think I'm gonna order the DVDs so, so I can have it on the big screen and and not be you know a little YouTubey thing, uh, which I just have sitting on the computer. I mean, really, this is this is adult stuff where you have to, and it's not spoon fed to you. There's no explosions to distract you. You have to watch it. You have to. You have to. You have to. There's a expectation on the part of the. Um, the people who've made this program, that the audience is going to be involved. They have the audience has to work at it. Just like if you go to the theater, to a good theater or a good opera or something like that. You're not you're not a passive observer. You have to be involved in what's going on. If you're not actively involved in what's going on, um, then then you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose out. You're gonna you're not gonna be able to uh, to follow uh, the script. And but. Your, your CGI computer generated action hero movies, bang, 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 explosion, CGI this, explosion, massive overacting. Um, I've seen all the, all the shorts, all the trailers for them. I mean, overact much? Really? Um, caricature much? Like one dimensional characters much? 
I mean, I just don't get it, guys. What's going on? Are you going to grow up? We're going to grow up. Gonna, you gonna, you gonna read some, some, something decent, you know? I. It, it's just, it's just very, very, very bizarre for me. I understand once again. I understand why people have got upset about the latest Star Wars films being SJW infested, and I will always call out an SJW infestation when I see it or hear of it. Um, that's. Abs- that's that's a different topic. But as regards the films themselves, that's the other thing. Well, they're saying they're ruining Star Wars. How are these how are these new films ruining the old ones? I don't understand. How are the new films the legacy? Oh, the ru- what legacy? What are you talking about? There's no legacy. The films are still there. I'm sure you can you get can you get hold of the original one that, that George Lucas hasn't you know splattered his um, his his love juice all over it in some horrible demented masturbatory act it's still there empire strikes back is it still there i haven't watched these films in donkey's years i don't own them i don't i don't you said to me now, okay here adam here's the original star wars film sit down and watch it i'll be like why why i i don't get it i saw them i bought all the action figures i bought all the toys I think I even got a Boba Fett helmet. You know, I, I did all that stuff. Um, yeah, and the movies, the movie's still sitting there. No legacy has been ruined. These are these are completely different movies. It's like saying, oh, oh, Timothy Dalton's James Bond ruined, uh, ruined George Lazenby's. Well, how? It's the Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which. By the way, is the best James Bond film. Uh, George Lazenby, probably the uh, uh, best James Bond with the worst agent of all time. <laughs> um, that's not ruined by the the, the, the shit that, that came afterwards. Timothy Dalton, I think. is it Timothy Dalton, was that what was his name? He was just the worst. He always had this look on his face. Timothy Dalton. There we go. He almost had this look on his face, like um, he he just taken a giant shit and he didn't know why. It was always it was like life, like the whole thing was slapping him over the head, and he didn't really understand what was going on. Um, and I, I saw, I think I saw the license to kill. Um, and it was just, and he was trying to be so bad. Oh. Um, oh, God, it was terrible. But that doesn't detract in any way from the legacy of the, of the films that came before it. The Sean Connery and, uh, and Roger Moore. I thought Roger Moore was great too. Love Roger Moore. So classy. Oh, so classy. Very, very classy. It just oozed class. Oozed class. The On His Majesty's Secret Service, though, if you haven't seen that, that's every shot. I don't know who directed it, but every shot was like, uh, a painting from the Renaissance, the way they did the light, and they they'd worked it all out. And it's just so nice to see those. No- and made in nineteen sixty nine. I mean, just oh, wow. I mean, obviously the baby boomers were at that point of fucking everything up, but there was still enough of the good left. It's just you just watch it and go, ah, oh, that would have been a nice time to be around. Ah, oh, yeah. That year they put the man on the moon, and we got George Lazenby as 
as James Bond in, on His Majesty's Secret Service. But that doesn't that doesn't fuck with the legacy of the, the sorry those those films aren't fucked by what came afterwards. So how are these how are these Star Wars? Oh oh they killed Luke or they killed Han or they 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 re-killed Princess Leia or they oh who gives a fuck? Grow up people, grow up. Let Star Wars go. Grow up. Let the kids let the kids have their have their movies. You know I had so many friends on Facebook whose kids were going along to see these Star Wars films and absolutely loving it. And and they were like, oh my god, my kids love these. What am I going to do? It's just like let the kids love it. Let the kids love it. Just yeah, it's SJW infested. Yeah, just just let them have their thing. Let them have their thing. You know, because if they've got half a brain, if they've got half a brain, their interests will rapidly evolve from Star Wars, as those of us with half a brain did. Remember, the Big Bang Theory characters are caricatures. They are a piss tape. They are mocking those sort of people. You don't hold them up and idolise that sort of behaviour as being acceptable or the norm. People, come on. Really? What are we thinking? Star Wars. I just... Come on, please. Anyway. Um, that's what I want to talk about this week. Um, shout outs to Captain Capitalism who sponsors my blog. Hey, Cappy, how's it going? I've never met Aaron Cleary in real life. Um, and maybe one day we'll, he'll, because he, Aaron, uh, we'll, we'll do the, we'll do the first off. So Aaron, uh, Captain Capitalism at captaincapitalism.blogspot. Whatever part of the fucking world you're getting his website.com. Um, he has a podcast, he has lots of books, he has a consultancy business called Arsehole Consulting where he will be an arsehole, you pay him the money and he'll tell him what, he will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. His YouTube channel, um, you can, uh, and his YouTube channel, he puts up a lot of um, the arsehole consultancy requests that people get. So you could, it's, it's good that actually, because you can uh, check out if it's worth your money What's he got? Stop paying for your kids' college? Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude Von Johnson, my new favourite show. What's that? don't know what that is. Jean-Claude Von Johnson. Oh, I've got to check that out. Um, he's done a clarity test on Gavin McKynes. That would be interesting. Gavin McKynes is a douchebag. A beta male douchebag. Oh, my God, he's a douchebag. Oh, dear. I just, uh, anyway, um, so check out Cappy's site. He's and I re I reviewed one of his books um, last week, which was Poor Richard's Retirement. Very good book. Very good book. Check out my uh, review of that. I think Aaron kindly linked to it as well. Well, of course, it's going to link to it because it's for his book. Um, but um, yeah, I was I was pleasantly well. I wasn't surprised. I thought it'd be good, but it was it was had some aspects to the whole thing that I hadn't considered, which is why you pay money for books. So you know you want to find this stuff out for yourself. Um, and I've never met Aaron in real life, but uh, a couple of years ago he did a disastrous two or three years ago he did a disastrous trip to Europe where um, he. I remember this because I was reading his blog at the time, and I had, I hadn't had, at this point I hadn't had any contact with Aaron. He didn't know who I was from a bar of shit. Um, 
but I offered him my services uh, through my old blog, The Noisy Rogue, and I said, look, lived in Italy for a long time. He goes, Cappy hit Italy. I was like, I've lived in Italy for a long time. I can point you to a few places you want to go. Uh, he didn't take me off on my kind offer. Thanks, Cappy. Place it. Just he's, he he just scored, spurred me like that. Oh, I can't believe it. Um, and his trip was a disaster of epic proportions because he ate in restaurants with laminated menus. He just went to all the wrong places. He went to all the wrong places. He needed insider knowledge. I offered him insider knowledge. He didn't take up my insider knowledge. He had a terrible trip. I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever get to the States, if I ever get to the States, I've got regular commenters on my blog. I'll be hitting people up like Aaron. I'll be hitting people up like uh, Alan is one of my regular commenters. And the tech guy. Uh, there's a bunch of others. I'll be hitting them up. All right, boys. Going to the States. I want to eat well. I want to drink well. I want to smoke cigars well. Um, if I can be around comely females that uh, dress... Uh, attractively without uh, throwing their tits in my face, that'd be lovely as well. If I can go on a boat here and there in, in the sunshine and, and bruise, we can go hunting and shoot some things that fly through the air and I can pop them out of the air, bang, fall, bang, fall, and then maybe cook them up afterwards. You know, I'd be I'd be hitting up the homies. Hitting up the homies is what I'd be doing. You didn't do that, Aaron. Um, so hopefully in the future, either I will go to the States and I can meet up finally with Aaron or Aaron can do another attempt at the European trip, um, but this time he lands in Holland and I show him around. Um, that would be a sight to see. So check out uh, Captain Catalyst in the blah, 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 blah. Hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast. We'll call this the Star Wars podcast because that'll get lots of clicks. <laughs> and I'm starting a new job tomorrow, so I have to, uh, I have to take as much as I can get. Uh, don't you guys go changing go check out my uh, if you like this podcast uh, if you've been reading to me if you've been listening to me for a few episodes now listening to me for a while it's been a regular thing and you haven't like subscribed to it why haven't you subscribed subscribe press the bloody button fuck's sake how hard is it Jesus Christ uh, you can go to my blog and you can subscribe there as well and you can buy my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures, and Run Guts, Pull Cones, Arriving Adventure in Italian Alps. Pick those up. A bunch of people have picked them up. I've had, I've sold quite a few books in the last few months, and yet I haven't had any new reviews on Amazon. What the fuck? What the fuck? It doesn't have to be five star. I don't care. It can be one star. I don't give a fuck. Just give me some more reviews. It helps sell books. Um... Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Don't you go changing. Wish me luck on the new job. I'll let you know how it is. Latest.